Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show, and uh, it is so much uh, out there to try to digest, and a lot of this stuff I'm not going to even try to digest, but I will try to uh, talk about it and give my opinion or, or whatever I think about it. Any, anyway, uh, I just don't 
Uh, Trump is out there threatening Democrats. He's out there threatening Republicans. He's out there threatening anybody who he can threaten. Uh, Trump doesn't know – either he doesn't know much about government or he just doesn't give a damn. He doesn't know that we have a three co-equal branch, branches of government, the judicial, legislative, and the executive. I bet you he doesn't – I bet you he doesn't even know which one he's a part of. The man, he probably doesn't know, and he, and he doesn't give a damn. He's drunk with power. That's all I can say. Anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Um, <laughs> this is, I think, the second or third day after the midterms. The, the, the Democrats won big in Congress, uh, although we did not get the Senate, which is sad, because we would have been able to been able to do a lot of things with, with that if we've gotten the Senate, but there's always next time. Okay, that's next time. But people did vote. People did vote in and in, uh, in, in a wave. It was a wave, but it was a it was a soft wave. Let's put it that way because we didn't get the um, the um, Senate. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. And I understand there's a lot of runoffs going along going on in Florida. There's some in. Um, in Georgia, and I'm glad that people are are not are standing up and will not let their vote be stolen from them. Because this is what's happening in Florida, this is what's happening in uh, this is what happened in Texas, and this is what's going on in uh, Georgia. And I think there's going to be two, at least two run runoffs. Ted Cruz stole that vote. He he stole those votes from those folks. He he. He totally did it. But the people in Florida and Georgia, they're fighting for their votes. Maybe there's going to be a turnaround, you know, so they're ordering a recount or, or they're going to the judges, federal judges. Or, anyway, they're fighting for their vote. And that's great. That's beautiful. Trump doesn't like that. And uh, I know everybody heard about his his awkward and ranting at at the um, news conference a, a day or so ago. And now Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the uh, White House press secretary, is floating a doctored video showing that uh, reporter correspondent uh, Jim Acosta assaulting some young lady who tried to take the microphone from him at Trump's behest. Uh, Trump signaled for her to get up and go take the mic from him. And now they're saying that she assaulted, that not, that he assaulted her, which is not true. So I don't know. They're saying Infowars provided this doctored and faked video of showing that uh, John Acosta, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, assaulted this woman. And this is totally untrue. Lies on top of lies on top of more lies. It's just... This Trump, he knows no bounds. And after the uh, Democratic win, I mean, he fired Sessions. He had to try to change the narrative. or He had to try to change what we were talking about and what we were thinking about. And what we were thinking about was this Democratic win. Uh, Now that the Democrats hold the House, Trump does something to try to divert our attention away from that. And he did. He fired his own attorney general. 
Jeff Sessions would have swam through a pile of shit for Donald Trump. And Donald Trump fired him. Jeff Sessions would have turned upside down for Donald Trump. And this is what I've been saying all along. Donald Trump doesn't give a damn if you're loyal to him or not. He doesn't. Jeff Sessions had nothing whatsoever to do with the um, blue wave, so to speak. Donald, I, I I honestly believe that Jeff Sessions was just a scapegoat for Donald Trump. No matter how much uh, he wants loyalty, and he's pissed off, and I'm telling you right now, he's pissed off that he can't, he can no longer try and take over this country as a dictator. That's over. His dreams of being a dictator to America is over with, with Democrats winning all over America. A soft blue wave. Maybe next time they, we will have a tsunami, but this was a soft one. Simply soft because we did not, we did not uh, get the Senate. The Republicans, they still have a hold on the Senate, and their numbers have increased in the Senate. But we do have a lot of uh, Democrats voted into office around the country and in Congress. Instead of calling it a blue wave, some, some are calling it a red wave because so many women are now controlling things. Which I think is great because the man has just men have just fucked everything up. They 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 have just screwed this country over. And everybody is talking about what happened in Southern California. Thirteen people dead, shot up, uh, teenagers, college students, shot uh, uh, by a. Marine, I believe a Navy SEAL, a, a Marine. The thing is, folks, and this is not a racist statement, and I've said this several times. Some people take it the wrong way, but it's reality. White people are doing the massive shootings in this country, in America. White people are trying to destroy it and take it down in terms of Donald Trump, the Republicans who are still in control until January. Uh, they're trying to uh, ruin the country. And uh, it's white people. I'm not a racist. I know people, George, you're a racist. You should say some white people. Okay, some white people are trying to uh, destroy the country. They can't blame this on black people. They can't blame it on Muslims, Chinese, or, or Mexicans. It's white folks who are taking down the country, who are doing all these shootings. Even some white people are admitting, yeah, George, you're right. There's, 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 white, there's some white people who are, who are not good, good people. And the thing about this is that the uh, majority of the people who are voted in Congress, a percentage of them are largely African-Americans. So we have African-Americans in Congress, in the House of Representatives, who are going to be fighting uh, to take this country back. And when you think about it, folks, America is divided, totally divided, whether it's in one or two <laughs> uh, slices down the middle there. We're divided, and now we have a divided country. We have a divided country. That's right for civil war. That is right for a civil war, Americans fighting Americans. 
That's what it was back, you know, in 1860, Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln um, times. Uh, it seems like we may have another one because we are fighting for our country. We're fighting for our lives. And I do mean that. And a lot of people voted, 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 gave the Democrats the, the Congress, uh, at least part of it, you know, the House of Representatives. And that's good. That is very, very good. And now we have Nancy Pelosi, which I, who I'm not a fan of, because I don't think she wants to. She she does not want to uh, impeach Donald Trump. She wants to talk about <laughs> drug prices and all of these kinds of things instead of talking about what we need to talk about. I think the Democrats first, uh, once they're sworn in and and all of this kind of stuff, I think their first. Uh, thing that should be on their agenda is impeaching Trump, investigating Trump, whether Nancy Pelosi wants to do it or not. And I don't think she has the appetite for it. For some reasons, I may be wrong, but there is talk that Donald Trump wants Nancy Pelosi to be the Speaker of the House. Matter of fact, Trump has said that. And, and Nancy, she knows it. She knows it. She knows it. So I'm thinking, and now she's saying that she will not impeach Trump. She will not do it. She wants to talk about something that's totally unrelated. How can you do that? This man has been uh, a monster that she will not eradicate. This is why I'm saying to those folks in the folks who are just, who we just voted into office, you are representing the American people. The American people are your bosses, not Nancy Pelosi. She is not your boss. She did not send you there. We did. We want Donald Trump impeached. Or more moreover, we want him going to prison. Even if the um let's say if if the House of Representatives do impeach Trump, he's going to still be in office. Because we do not have the numbers in the Senate. There's, the numbers are not there to impeach him in the Senate, so, but we can impeach him in the House, even though he will still be a sitting president. But he will be an a, a impeached one uh, 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 from the uh, House of Representatives. I'm trying to get my thoughts here ready, folks. <laughs> get my thoughts together here. Um, but um, she does not want to. She stated it several times. Now, a lot of us think that maybe the reason why she doesn't want to impeach Donald Trump, being a Democrat and knowing what he's what he's done and what he's capable of doing, uh, tells me that she's in his pocket. She's 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 kissing his ass. Because Donald Trump himself said that he wants Nancy Pelosi elected to the House of Representatives in January, and I'm hoping that she is not. For, and there's other factors uh, for me wanting her not to be elected. She's, she's almost 80 years old. Give me a break. I mean, we need somebody younger. We need somebody younger with new ideas, fresh ideas, somebody who's going to come up there, who's going to get the job who's going to get that gavel and go out and fight Donald Trump. Nancy Pelosi is not going to do it for whatever reasons. She's, uh, 
She's trying to, for whatever reasons, I understand a lot of people saying, well, uh, let's wait till Mueller um, concludes his findings and hand that over to Congress. I mean, Donald Trump has done so much already. We don't even need what Mueller's going to come up with. We can just impeach this man on just being a total asshole and for lying over 6,000 times to the American people. And, and his and the way he rages at people, as he's saying he controls Washington. He does not control Washington. He's only one half of Washington. The other half, it, the other two halves are the Congress. Our Congress are uh, the House of Representatives and the Senate. He does not control a damn thing. He cannot stop these investigations. Nancy Pelosi cannot stop these investigations. She's going to try. And that's why I'm I'm pulling for people, for some of the representatives, the newly representatives that were sent to Congress and to be sworn in in January, please don't vote for Nancy Pelosi. She is a Trump lackey. I've said this on Facebook. Some people are laughing at it. Some people don't believe it. Well, uh, do your research. Do your research. And you'll find out that Nancy Pelosi is in the pockets. Of Donald Trump. I know a lot of people, oh, she's good. She's going she gonna to really do something with him. She's going to get up off your couch. Do your research on this woman. Don't just sit back and play on your phone. To say, no, not, that's bullshit, George. Do not sit on your phone and, uh, you know, text that I'm wrong about what I'm saying. Research it. Deal with it. And call and ask your representative, do not vote for Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. It could happen. I mean, it could happen. You know, I mean, it, it could happen that she ends up being Speaker of the House. But the woman is 80 years old. Give me a break. And I said this on the show yesterday. She should retire and go, you know, spend the last, her, her, I don't want to say last days, but the rest of her days with her children, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren, and just sit back and watch all of this shit play out. Yeah, that's, I guess that's one of the things I'm thinking about is her age. She's 80, 79, 80 years old, Nancy Pelosi. But like Donald Trump, she loves power. But she's not doing what we want her to do. A million people would say, will tell her, impeach Trump. She, she will say that a million people are wrong and that her ideas are better than ours. And we put her ass there. Even if we are wrong, if we say we want Trump and impeached, she works for us, impeach him. But, you know, uh, she can't see it that way. She thinks that she's better than us. She thinks she knows better than us. She doesn't know shit. And a lot of these folks out here who's, who's in Nancy Pelosi's corner, if she is voted in, into office, you're going to see the real color of Nancy Pelosi. There's 435 representatives in, uh, in the House of Representatives. All of them just vote against Donald, uh, Nancy Pelosi because she's in Donald Trump's pocket. She will not impeach him. I mean, when you're talking about Donald Trump to Nancy Pelosi, she moves on to something else. Like that, like impeaching him and getting him out of office, this, embar- this embarrassing fool out of office, 
She looks at us like we're crazy. She moves on to something else. She pivots. That's one of the things politicians do. They pivot to something else. If you ask them a question or ask them about something that they don't want to answer, uh, they don't think it's fair, they pivot to some, talk, to some other talking point. And Nancy, good, and Nancy is good at that. She should not be voted back in as Speaker of the House. No fucking way. Let her go home and retire. Put somebody up there that's younger, brighter, smarter, fresh ideas, new ways of doing things. Someone who's not afraid to confront Donald Trump and the Republicans. Someone who is not afraid and someone who is not adhering to Nancy Pelosi. We want him impeached. I would love to see him go to jail myself. Because he's done so much to damage this country, impeachment would be, you know, not uh, that good of a thing because he would walk away. But if Donald Trump uh, does resign, and he, he will not because he loves power, he loves being the boss, he loves yelling and screaming at people and calling the media the enemy of the people, which they are not, that's a free press. They are not. Right now, Donald Trump can scream and yell and bitch all he wants to. It means nothing because the Democrats, hold, they hold the cards. If the Republicans in Congress will not do a fucking thing, the Democrats will. But we have to make sure we uh, settle with Nancy Pelosi because she will not do a fucking thing. I know some, well, we know Nancy. No, you don't. The, the woman has said about 25 times that she don't think impeachment of Donald Trump is warranted. So let's go talk about health care. Let's talk about drug costs. The first thing on the table for the Democrats when they are uh, sworn into office in January will be to get rid of Donald Trump, investigate Donald Trump, investigate some of the other Republicans, protect Robert Mueller. Those should be the things on the first thing on their agenda, not health care. <laughs> I mean, that, those things are important, not health care, not Social Security. Not a, the first thing is first. After we get rid of Donald Trump and all these lying fucks, then we talk about Medicare, Medicaid, jobs, making, a, making America better again. But we got to get rid of Nancy Pelosi or now Nancy tries to, if she wants to change her mind about impeaching Donald Trump, because I'm pretty sure – I'm pretty sure that Americans around the country are asking her, why won't she do that? She's probably pivoting. Uh, uh, well, we need to talk about health care. We need to talk about drug prices and premiums. No, we need to talk about getting Donald Trump the fuck out of our White House, first and foremost. That's what we need. And Nancy doesn't want to do that. And as I've said, some people are angry at me because I say I said that she's a Trump lackey. She is. If you don't believe me, do your fucking research. You don't have to believe everything that I write or everything that I say. Do your research. Because before I write anything or post anything or, or respond to anything, I make sure that I know what I'm talking about. There's so many people out here who do not do that. And then they try to criticize me for what I say when they themselves don't 
refusing to do their homework. If you don't believe everything I say, and I, that's fine. But if something as critical as this, do your homework before you start saying that I'm a liar or I don't know what I'm talking about or, George, that's bullshit. Do your duty because I do mine. I, I do mine before I write it or say anything. If you don't believe it, you don't believe it. I don't care. But you can believe anything you want. You know, because you, you never know who you're responding to. If when, when you are uh, on social media, you never know who the person you're talking the person you're talking to. You never know who they really are. You could be talking to a Trumpster. Who knows? But Nancy Pelosi has to go. There's no doubt about that. She has to go or she has to fall in line with, with the rest of us in um, impeaching Donald Trump. And as I've said, impeaching Donald Trump doesn't mean removing him from office because that will never happen because we did not win the Senate. We need both the House of Representatives and the Senate and a certain amount of votes in order to impeach Donald Trump. We do not have the Senate. So even if he gets impeached by the House, he will still be a sitting president. I hope you understand that. You have to do your research on this, folks. I do mine. So before you call me a liar, before you say what I'm writing and saying is total bullshit, re- research it for yourself. There's a lot of people who do not like to research anything. And there's, there are so many people, if you post something, they want to they know that what you're posting, if it's true or not, when they could easily go research it for themselves. But a lot of people don't like to research and that's why a lot of people, you know, do not believe or 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 uh, agree with me on some of the things I post. I don't care. I don't care if you agree with something that I write or not. If you agree with everything I wrote or everything I said, it would be boring. It's going to give me a challenge. It's going to debate me on the things I say, just like I can debate you on the things you say. I mean, what I write and what I say is not... Uh, it's not mashed in stone. It's not concrete. I mean, it can be easily torn apart, you know, analyzed, and, and, and you can come up with your own scenario of what I'm trying to say. Or I can come up with a scenario of what you're trying to say. But don't call me a liar if you haven't researched what – if you don't really know what's going on. You just know Nancy Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi, so you figure she's going to be on your side. No. Nancy Pelosi is not on anybody's side. She's on the side of Nancy Pelosi, and I do think she's probably in Donald Trump's back pocket. If you don't believe that, then do your research on, on her, and, and uh, you'll find out how many times she said that she was not going to impeach tr- Donald Trump. And how Donald Trump said that he would rather see Nancy Pelosi voted Speaker of the House because he knows Nancy Pelosi will not touch him. The other Democrats will. Okay? All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. show on Block Talk Radio. We're just we're just tuning in, folks. This is uh this is uh, I'm writing a book on Donald Trump. So it's called it's going to be called The Slime of Donald Trump. It should be out maybe even before the Democrats are uh sworn into office. Yeah, maybe Maybe before that, or 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 a little after. I I probably should wait until after they're sworn in to release it. That way, I can put more content into the book. 
uh, whether negative, positive or negative, I can put more content into it. But I am doing a a book on Donald Trump, and uh, I guess who isn't? Donald Trump. I mean, <laughs> Donald Trump provides so much uh, uh, material. <laughs> He's just, you know, I I can barely get it down fast enough. You know, so we'll be right back. donor and billionaire environmentalist Tom Steyer is known for spending millions of his own dollars on Democratic campaigns. Well, now the party's single biggest donor is spending again, only this time his money is going to a national TV ad campaign calling for President Trump's impeachment. Take a look. A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less. Yet today, people in Congress and his own administration know this president is a clear and present danger who's mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons. Tom Sire is a retired former hedge fund founder and manager who poured $91 million of his own money into Democratic campaigns just last year alone, and he's joining us now live. Good to see you, Tom. Hey, Frederica, how are you? I'm good. So this ad campaign, according to one of your aides, cost more than $10 million. And given the Republican-controlled Congress, you know, why do you feel that this is money well spent? Well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to give a voice to the American people because I think Democrats and Republicans alike know that this president is, in fact, a clear and present danger to their health and safety. And so we're trying to give them a chance to go to their representatives and make this case because that's the, the American people still, their voice is the most powerful thing in our country. And if they speak up, then elected officials have to listen. But on what grounds do you believe Trump should be impeached? Because it has to be more than a belief of clear and present danger or access to nuclear weapons. He has violated his trust to the Constitution and to the American people. By firing James Comey, 
he clearly obstructed justice. That is the historical basis for impeaching a president. He has been, the emoluments clause has been um, broken. The fact of the matter is he has clearly broken his trust with the Constitution. The reason that we're calling for it is that it's urgent that it happen now. The fact of the matter is he is putting us at risk on a daily basis. And he has, you can go to legal scholars, he has clearly met the standard for impeachment, but we have to have it. And so that's why we're going to the American people and asking them to raise their voices and say, we need a change. Uh, but, but there are parameters in which the, the president does have the authority to hire and fire the FBI director. Yes, but obstructing justice is not one of them. The fact of the matter is, if you look at the historical impeachments, they were all based around obstructing justice mm. at much lower levels or equivalent levels to what he's already done publicly. Okay, well, looking into obstruction of justice among the many things that uh, congressional uh, investigations are looking into, the special counsel, Robert Mueller, also looking into it with his investigations. Why not wait until those investigations are complete? Because it is urgent. Because, in fact, we are giving this president a new parameter that he not only has to meet the old parameters for being impeached, now all of a sudden there's a much lower standard that he is allowed to do things that no one else has ever been allowed to do before. We should not be breaking the Constitution to keep in office a president who is putting at risk the safety and health of Americans on a daily basis. I don't understand why we're delaying. In fact, it's urgent right now that we act, and that's what we're asking the American people to stand up and speak for. So as the DNC, uh, Democratic National Committee, gathers for its fall meeting this uh, weekend among the concerns that the party lacks resources to win midterm elections, do you plan to put money into other 2018 campaigns? Well, what we really do, Frederica, is we're really a grassroots organization, which means is we make it possible for local groups to go door to door, to phone bank, to talk citizen to citizen about the issues of the day. That's what we did in 2016, and of course we're gonna keep doing that in 2017, we're already doing it, and 2018. Our whole push is the old-fashioned idea that American citizens talking to each other about the most important issues of the day is the way that we have a vibrant and just democracy, and we will continue doing that just the way we have for the last few years. So, so quickly, might this be a prelude to your own uh, potential campaign, an opinion piece in the LA Times this weekend suggesting that you may be trying to build your own political brand uh, with this campaign that you may be eyeing Senate Dianne Feinstein's seat after saying you know, she will run for a fifth term? Oh, what's, what's the process I have that? said that I am willing to do anything, including running for office, to push forward a positive agenda for California and for America. And that's true, I haven't taken that off the table. But this move for impeachment stands by itself. It is its own campaign because I think everyone in America knows this is true. All of those elected officials in DC, Republicans and Democrats, know it's true, but no one wants to say it. And what we're trying to do is say, we're willing to say it and we're asking the American people to say it because it's true, it's important, it's gotta happen, and we gotta give it a voice. All right, Tom Sayer, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Frederica, thanks for having me. All right, All right we'll be right back. Uh, to both of you, uh, thank you for that.
I think uh, there's racist rants found in any place in America because of the tone that the White House set, the tone that Donald Trump sets. He's a racist. He is an admitted white nationalist. Steve King uh, in Congress, he's an admitted white nationalist. I mean, they're the same to me as just whites. The white supremacists, racists, KKK, that, it all means the same to me, and it should to you. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that uh, all these racist rants coming from basically white people, I'm going to say it again, uh, on people of color, on Muslims, you know, anybody that doesn't look, look like them or just anybody who's uh, not in tune with them on Trump's support. So it's it's obvious, even yours truly. I mean, when I go out here with my family, 
and uh, you know, I'm ex- I'm always expecting taunts, you know, and racism, and sometimes we get it. <laughs> uh, uh, somebody in a passing car can yell out the N word, or somebody, you know, uh, while you're doing your duty or something, somebody come up to you and start yelling and, and screaming in your face. You you tell tell yourself, well, that's a Trump supporter. Uh, so um, I would advise everybody to be careful when you're going out, even walking to the store, the park, or where you, whenever you venture out, you know, uh, keep abreast of that, you know, you could be a target of racial, racist rants. Period. It happens. You know, racist rants. This is the America we live in. Donald Trump is making it so dangerous for you or I to walk down the streets, especially people of color. And he's not ashamed of it. He, he's not ashamed of inciting violence, inciting racist hatred. He's not ashamed to say he's a white nationalist, you know, uh, uh, racist. He's not ashamed of that. That's what the hell he is. And he thinks he controls uh, this country. He doesn't. Donald Trump is not a leader. Donald Trump is a big, fat, sloppy bully. This is what this man is, a fucking bully to the core. And it would be nice to see the press stand up to him, tell his ass off, call him a prick son of a bitch right there in front of his face on live television instead of always bowing down to this guy. Caught these fucking meetings, these White House press conferences, is boycott them because you got Sarah Huckabee Sanders up there. All she's going to do is lie and kiss Donald Trump's ass. This is all she's going to do. We know what she's going to do. She's not going to give correct answers. You ask a question, I mean, they're calling you a bunch of fucking names. This guy, all he did, uh, Jim Acosta, correspondent from CNN, all he did was ask Donald Trump a point blank question. And Donald Trump went off on him. It's his job. To ask questions. It's Donald Trump's job as a president of the United States to provide answers to his and their questions. But he got pissed off. No good reason. The reason why I think he was pissed off because of the Democrats won so won really big the day before on the uh, the, the midterm. In the midterms, they run they won really big, and he didn't like that. So he went off on these reporters in this in this news conference. After that, he fired Jeff Sessions. All of this shit. Then he hired some some guy uh, to take to some acting uh, attorney general. I'm hearing this may be illegal and unconstitutional because uh, you can't put anybody in that position unless they're confirmed by Congress. And he just he just threw – this is why I say Donald Trump knows nothing about government. He knows nothing about it. And, and Mitch McConnell, uh, Paul Ryan, all these other Republicans, they know Donald Trump knows nothing about government. Donald Trump doesn't give a fuck about knowing about government because he doesn't read. He doesn't read. He's like so many Americans. They don't read. Donald Trump wants shit told to him, and then he's going to mix it up and – and uh, splurt it out the way he wants it to be spurted out. He is not presidential. He's the worst thing ever. He's not only the worst president. 
in the history of America. He's the worst person, individual, in the history of this country. It's going to be a long time when, before we can live this fucking man down. This man, we're going to be talking about Donald Trump until the end of the century, till the end of the world. I'm sorry, <laughs> the end of the world. We're going to be talking about this jackass in office, and there's going to be so much written about him. There's going to be so many books authored and published about him. I mean, just wait. Long after I'm dead and gone, you're dead and gone, people are going to still be talking about this prick, Donald Trump, because he has unleashed so much violence on this country at his rallies, you know, and, and, and news conferences. People, uh, people are picking up on his vibes, on his vibes for hatred, his, vi- his vibes for, for uh, violence. And they're going out here committing these crimes. Who knows? These, these 12 or 13 people who were just killed in Los Angeles, California, Southern California, uh, who knows how much of Donald Trump's or Republican influence caused him to do that? We know that we know the Republicans have blood on their hands. Every time there's a mass murder in, in this country, it's Republicans with with uh, murder on their hands because they refuse to do anything about this. This shit can be stopped, but the Republicans are too busy lining their pockets with NRA money to protect the citizens of this country because they don't give a fuck. They don't care. Go get you get shot. So what? What the fuck? You should have had a gun. This is their answer for it. Well, you should have been carrying a gun. Everybody don't like guns. Everybody they don't feel comfortable around guns. Some people do. Some people don't. But everybody don't. I mean, these were teenagers. These were young adults. These were college students. They're not gonna have guns on them because they feel that the area that they were in was a safe area because nothing ever happens until. A night or so ago, 13, I think it was 13 of them killed, and uh, altogether it was 18 people actually injured. And we have yet to hear from Donald Trump. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't come out and say anything about these mass shootings. If he does, he comes out two or three days late and says something. Of course, somebody has to write something for him or tell him what to say because Donald Trump does not have a brain. He does not have a brain, but Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, Facebook users are safe. Donald Trump cannot come after you because you criticize him because we have a Democratic Congress. Donald Trump cannot be a dictator of America because we have a Democratic Congress. With the Democratic winds around the country, you have to worry about your Social Security check or your, your Medicare or your Medicaid. Or food stamps, whatever, because we have a Democratic Congress. They will check his ass and check those Republicans in Congress. Stealing all this fucker is still in office, and he can still do a lot of damage. He can still write these executive orders. He makes, I mean, this guy just makes me sick uh, on television uh, signing an executive order that's going to hurt America, that's going to hurt the people. Like he's doing something great when he's upending Obama's uh, executive orders for clean air. 
And I can tell you another thing, folks. There will there will not be a wall. No. And I agree with Elizabeth Warren. There will be no, no stupid ass wall. Remember when he was saying that uh, Mexico was going to pay for the wall? Remember when he was saying Mexico was going to pay for his wall? Mexico shot back and said, fuck you. And now Trump wants us to pay for his wall. Since Mexico said, told him, fuck you. And the American people are going to say the same thing. Fuck you, Trump. You want a wall? You build it with your money. Maybe he's not a billionaire. The Democrats will have his taxes and his nemesis. Maxine Waters will have his taxes. We will see his fucking taxes. I think he says something like, you're not uh, – he said something to the fact – I read something where he said that the American people (laughs) would not understand his taxes. Fuck, he doesn't understand them. He's going to tell us what we're not going to understand. Well, let us see your taxes, and we'll figure out if we understand them or not. That's a good way to find out if we understand. Um, so the Democrats are really, really in, in – we're in good, uh, a good position here. But we'll be in a worse position, I think, if Nancy Pelosi is elected because she doesn't – I think she and Trump has something going on, unless she can, unless she can prove that there's nothing going on by Trump saying that he wants her elected. Nancy Pelosi is a Democrat and Trump is a Republican, so Trump says, "I want Nancy Pelosi elected." Why does he want her elected? Because she said she will not impeach him. This is why. This is why. And this is why I believe we have to get rid of her.
Senate is a separate co-equal branch of government, and Trump referred it, and Trump referred to it as a weapon controlled by him. He doesn't control the Senate. He can use it to retaliate against House members. Oh, he's talking about he's threatening he's threatening the Democrats or any political opponent who tries to investigate him. He's talking of this is truly a scary and dangerous statement since the Senate is still controlled by corrupt and complicit Republicans. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm going to. This is a shame. Uh, This is so crazy. This is a scary time, folks. Trump has referred to uh, the Senate as his weapon against Democrats and the House of Representatives as a weapon he's going to use on them if they try to investigate him. This man is just outrageous. How did he <laughs> how did he become rich if he's rich? he's trying to scare Democrats. He's trying to scare the country. I hope Democrats don't fall for this shit, this garbage that he's throwing that he's throwing out here. The United States uh, Senate is a separate co-equal branch of government. It it means it means that they can they can impeach him if but they are just as corrupt and just as complicit as he is they are afraid of this man i don't understand why he's a thug he's a crook he doesn't care what we say he just doesn't want to be investigated because if he's investigated he's guilty as hell this man has got <laughs> this guy. It makes me laugh because he's so stupid. He's so dumb. He's so ignorant. He's so fucking crazy that it's it's scary. It is really scary because he's still setting the tone for America. He's still setting the tone for violence. He's still he's still setting the tone for racism. Right as I sit, right here as I speak, this man is threatening House members, the Democrats, who just won their seats. He's threatening them with the Senate Republicans. You you investigate me, I'm going to sick the Senate Republicans on you because I run this shit. This is basically what he's saying. This is truly a scary and dangerous statement. It is. It really is. He can use to retaliate against House members or any political opponent who tries to investigate him. I'm just hoping no one, not one Democrat, no matter where they are, uh, where their office is, if they just got elected, let this blowhard guy, because all he's doing is talking out of his ass and blowing smoke. That's all he's doing is blowing fucking smoke. He doesn't understand our American government, how, how government works, or he just doesn't give a fuck. We have to get this man out. He has to fucking go. This is why I keep saying do not vote for Nancy Pelosi because she will not impeach him. No matter how ridiculous and stupid and dumb this piece of shit is. Pardon my language, folks, but this guy, he's trying to kill us. 
we better get him first before he gets us. He doesn't give a fuck about what he says or how he says it. He is a piece of shit. And the Republicans in the Senate who are afraid of this man, who are scared of this man, who are kissing this man's ass, they need to resign their jobs because they're doing nothing for this country. Blow hard fuck. There will not be another tax cut because he cannot get it through. He will not be able to get it through the Democrats. So that's why he's not talking about it. But he's out here right now. Donald Trump is out here right now trying to scare you, trying to scare me, trying to scare uh, the Democrats in, in Congress, the House of Representatives, and he's wasting his fucking time. This should make Republicans... I mean, this should make the Democrats more and more and more want, wanting to get rid of this son of a bitch. Because he's trying to scare everybody. Fat fuck. All right, sorry for my uh, my uh, language, folks, but this is just horrible. This is just horrible. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now in session. The finest internet radio talk show and podcast in the land of Illinois on the north side of the great, great city of Chicago. We are now on the air. Fun time, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Have a great time.
opened up that hour and a half uh, appearance before the news media in the East Room of the White House, attacking the news media, yeah. continued it uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout the questioning, and he ended it with the same, we've been hearing a lot of it, uh, the, uh, the news media is the enemy of the American people. Uh, he had this exchange with our own Chief White House uh, Correspondent Jim Acosta. Of miles you know away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let me would be ask, much better. If I, if I okay, may ask one enough. other question, Mr. President, if I may, if I may uh, ask Peter, one other question, are you worried? That's enough. That's Ms. enough. Mr. President, I, that's well, I was going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. Mr. President, that's enough. Mr. President, I had one other Peter, question, if I may ask on, on the Russia investigation, are you concerned that that you may have I'm not concerned about anything with you the may Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you, That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? Mr. President. I'll tell you what. CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working. Let me uh, bring in uh, Jim Acosta now, if I can. I, I believe uh, he, he's uh, at the White House. Uh, and, Jim, that must have been a surreal experience. Obviously, you were being very aggressive, uh, as is the job of a White House correspondent. David Gregory and I are sitting here talking about our experiences, uh, yeah. piss, pissing off everybody in that room, pissing off President Obama, pissing off President Bush, uh, asking questions in a way that, that made them mad at us. Uh, but President Trump did something that I've never seen an American president do, which is go on a personal rant against you for the questions you were attempting to ask. Well, Jake, when, when they go low, we keep doing our jobs. I mean, that's the way I look at it. And, you know, I had a question to ask. And, and if we had played the tape a little bit before that exchange, you would have seen the question that I was asking, which was essentially about this lie that he told before the midterm elections, that this caravan of migrants moving from Central America to the U.S. border uh, with Mexico is somehow an invasion when it's not. They're, they're still hundreds of miles away and, and they pose nothing of a threat to the United States. But the president used that language, obviously, as we've talked about so many times, to galvanize his base. He just didn't like hearing that question. He didn't like being challenged on that point. And he certainly doesn't like being called out for his falsehoods. But of course, Jake, as you were just mentioning, that's, that's our job. That's what we do over here. That's what Wolf did when he was over here as a White House correspondent as well. And we just can't be intimidated by that sort of thing. I was struck by the fact that the president, we thought, was going to come in there and do this victory lap. It, it sounded very much like a pity party, uh, the way he was talking about uh, lawmakers that wouldn't stand by him on the GOP side uh, in various House races. He seems to be sort of unaware of the fact that his immigration rhetoric and his rhetoric on many levels was just turning off a lot of those suburban swing district voters. That's why uh, people like Mike Kaufman in Colorado were, were staying away from him. Uh, and he just doesn't understand that. I, I think the other point that needs to be made is, is that uh, during this press conference, the president time and again seemed to be attacking journalists of color. He was attacking my friend April Ryan, uh, telling her to sit down. At one point, he went after Yamish uh, Alcindor with uh, PBS. Uh, saying that she had a racist question because she asked about this concern out there that when he says he's a nationalist, uh, that that's a dog whistle to white nationalists all over the country. It's a very fair question. As a matter of fact, I asked it in the, in the White House Oval Office a couple of weeks ago, and he answered the question there. So I, I think what we saw from the president, it, despite the fact that they were framing this as a victory lap and he was tweeting up a storm uh, like, you know, he was all fired up for 2020, it, he sounded, I thought, very depressed, very despondent, almost defeated, uh, in the way he was talking about these election results. And I, I think that's probably why you saw things 
spiral out of control. We're not used to, the president's not used to seeing uh, himself lose and he lost big. He lost the House of Representatives. And while there are a lot of people spinning, well, no, this is not a big loss to the president. There was a red wave in the Senate and so on. Uh, so on. What we saw in the, in the uh, East Room during this White House press conference, guys, I think was just really an acknowledgement on the president's part that he does somewhat feel uh, like he lost uh, something yesterday and that he understands that the job uh, moving forward is going to get a whole lot tougher in this town because he does have uh, the House of Representatives now falling into the Democratic hands. But, you know, as for being called the enemy of the people and so on, Jake, uh, Wolf, all of our folks there who are on the set there with you, uh, I, I think the American people know we're, we're friends of the American people. Uh, we're going to defend the American people and we're going to stand up for our rights uh, to, to seek the truth in this country. And, and the president can call us all the names in the world, but we're just going to keep doing our jobs. You know, let me read a statement that CNN has released following your exchange uh, with the president at this news conference and other journalists exchange and, and what the president was saying. Uh, this is a statement from CNN. This president's ongoing attacks on the press have gone too far. They are not only dangerous, they are disturbingly un-American. While President Trump has made it clear he does not respect a free press, he has a sworn obligation to protect it. A free press is vital to democracy, and we stand behind Jim Acosta and his fellow journalists everywhere. That statement from the CNN uh, Communications Department. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to go back uh, to Jim Acosta. I know uh, he's got a lot going on over there, but that's a very strong statement from CNN. Uh, it's a strong statement from CNN. And, and look, uh, uh, Jim's uh, exchange with President Trump uh, was uh, not in a vacuum. I mean, President Trump attacked NBC. He attacked PBS. He attacked uh, people from conservative news outlets. Uh, he attacks the press. Uh, if there's a que he does, he thinks questions. I mean, if you if you just read the transcript of whether what Acosta was asking the president and what President Trump's response was, Acosta was asking about the ads and he was asking about the Mueller investigation. Uh, those are all legitimate lines of inquiry, and that is our job to ask these questions. Now, maybe some people don't like how one reporter asks a question or don't like how another reporter asks a question. It doesn't really matter. The point is the questions. We are supposed to bring them to the president. The president's response was to personally, personally attack Jim Acosta. This is the president of the United States, all right? We're not on equal footing. The president is way up here. Individual reporters are way down here. We are supposed to ask them questions. And yes, they always think we're rude. They always think we're impertinent. Obama thought it. Bush thought it. Clinton thought it. It goes on and on and on. Uh, so the idea that uh, CNN is putting out a statement like that is great. And, and what I like about it the most is he's not, they're not just standing up for Acosta. They're talking about everybody in that room. And on that note, we shouldn't forget, and we mentioned this earlier, but it bears repeating, that the president not once, not twice, but three times, said an African-American reporter's question, legitimate question about his use of the word nationalist or nationalism and his embracing of that concept, that questioning that is racist. I don't even know where to start with that. It, it makes no sense at all. The term nationalism, anybody who has studied it for more than five minutes has he an understanding should. that, of course, there are racial, not just tinges to it, but there's a racial bent to it. There, it is and has been used in a very racist way. And whether he knew it or not, he should have known it. And then by making it worse in calling an African-American reporter basically racist, saying her question was racist, but it's not that different, 
but that's how he plays. That's how he plays. Remember, John, the first time he said, uh, I'm a nationalist, he opened it by saying, I know I'm not supposed to say that. He knew that he knows that word has baggage. He also knew in the last weeks of the campaign where he escalated a legitimate debate about border security, a legitimate debate about illegal immigration into race baiting and fear mongering. And now he thinks it worked mm -hmm. when he looks at the Senate map. And so that is his default, to go to these confrontations with the press, uh, to accuse people of racism. Uh, the interesting thing to me, beyond that, let's take it to another wrinkle, uh, the African-American women journalists asking the question. That was the part I was trying to make the point earlier about Nancy Pelosi. In addition to the default to race, the default to fear, uh, this president does not like being challenged by women. Uh, and so I am just fascinated by the current, the, the coming relationship. If Nancy Pelosi assumes the speakership and Donald Trump is the president for all this talk of reviving infrastructure week and cutting a deal on immigration, uh, Nancy Pelosi in her own way. Trump does it with bombast. She does it with a little smirk. I'm a negotiator. She wants, she wants to be in that room. Yeah, she will, you know, she will challenge her. But let me just say today, this extraordinary spectacle that we saw was full of threats. And, and, and shaming of his own Republican members of Congress and journalists. And, you know, it was full of grievance. I mean, you know, here's a man who came out and, and tried to make the case, this was a great success for me. This is great. We kept the Senate. Look at what I did. I was so important and winning the Senate. And then he devolves into invective and grievance and makes the case that maybe he's not so happy yeah. because he did lose because he did lose the house but he doesn't want to say it but just listening to him today anything that went wrong was about other people it was about those republicans who didn't hug him and it was about the media and and if nancy pelosi tries to do anything to me just wait i'll get her so it, 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 instead of celebrating what he wanted to go out there and celebrate, he let us know how he really felt. I think, I think we're, we may see, to your point about the relationship, this new world order in Washington, I think there are going to be pretty epic battles over the institutions and the president's attempted uh, destruction of those institutions because Nancy Pelosi has made that a running argument of her entire fall campaign. Not, she's not going to impeachment. She's not uh, caught up in much about tax returns initially right now. But she does day after day on the campaign trail and, and in the last 24 hours make this argument about institutions under attack and, and, and the Article I role in the Constitution and the First Amendment role of the free press. And this president has been on a strategic mission from the day he got in office to chip away at these institutions. And I think we're going to see, um, now that Democrats have a, a, you know, some leg of the stool here of, of power, I do think we're going to see again and again, uh, they're going to knock heads over this very notion. That's if she gets in office. I, I'm banking that people will not vote against her and not put her in office because I, I, you're right. Uh, uh, she may bang heads over with him over trying to destroy public education and other great institutions of America, but we need this fucker impeached. This guy is crazy. This guy is just nuts. He needs to go. I mean, <laughs> he really needs to go. Listen to uh, Maxine. Oh, how dare you children from their parents? How dare you pull children out of the arms of their mothers? How 
How dare you lie and say you couldn't do anything about it? You're the one who caused it, and you're the one that we're going to make to turn it back because what you're doing now is lying, lying, lying. The American people have put up with this president long enough. What more do we need to see? What more lies do we need to hear? It is time for us to say, even though there are those who don't want us to say it, Mr. President, you need to be impeached.
They said publicly that they were going to separate these children from their parents in an issue that they have tried to use to get that wall built so they can intimidate all of us. But again, the message has to be, Mr. President, we're not afraid of you. We're not afraid of Jeff Sessions. We're not afraid of John Kelly. We're not afraid of your administration. And while you think you have gotten away with everything that you have done, we are going to show you that you haven't gotten away with anything. We want the children back. We want them connected to their parents. We want it done now. We're going to insist on it. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. You have members of your cabinet uh, that are being booed out of restaurants. Who have protesters taking up at their house. Who saying no peace, no sleep. No peace, no sleep. And guess what? We're going to win this battle because while you try and quote the Bible, Jeff Sessions and others, you really don't know the Bible. God is on our side on the side of the children, on the side of what's right, on the side of what's honorable, on the side of understanding that if we can't protect the children, we can't protect anybody. And so let's stay the course. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. We've got to get the children connected to their parents. The children are suffering. We don't know if the shock that they're going through can ever be overcome. We don't know what damage is being done to these children. All that we know is they're in cages, they're in prisons, they're in jails. I don't care what they call it, that's where they are. And Mr. President, we will see you every day, every hour of the day, everywhere that we are, to let you know you cannot get away with this. Thank you so very much. All right, Finances. As soon as uh, this Congress is sworn in in January 2019, she will be, and Trump is on his heels. I mean, he is threatening people. He's threatening the Democrats. If they, if they impeach him or if they um, investigate him or do anything uh, to try to end his presidency, he's going to get the Senate, the Republicans in the Senate, to go after the Democrats. In Congress, he's going to ignite all kind of violence on them. This man needs to go. (laughs) I mean, he needs to go and he needs to go now. Wow. I, I, you know, this is something. Anyway, breaking news. uh, The media is considering a boycott at the White House. They should not be considering a boycott at the White House. They should be doing a boycott of the White House. They ought to stop, stand up to this, this piece of shit president and, and, and stop letting them, him, bully them. 
When I say them, I'm talking about that lioness, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and her fat father who always lying for her. I mean, he's just as much of a liar as his daughter is, okay? But anyway, breaking is the media is considering a boycott at the White House. That'll be beautiful. That'll be great. Trump wants, yeah, uh, uh, he, he loves attention. He loves the media. He loves the camera. He loves power. Take away, you take that stuff away from him, and he's, he will cry like a newborn baby. And so that's great. That's beautiful. But they have to stick with it. They have to stick to it. Do not consider a boycott. Make it a boycott because this man doesn't give a fuck. Stop talking to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's a liar. Uh, And I'm hearing that a lot of people on Facebook are saying, do it, do it. Great idea. Do it, do it. The American people are all for it. Stop these press conferences every morning. You get nothing out of them. Sarah, she treats you like you're in kindergarten. She lies through her teeth. Uh, She doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. Do it. Do this. do it. Just go stop going to these White House press conferences every morning to get nothing out of it and to be embarrassed and to be violently talked to and bullied and, and talked down at by this shit faced president. Boycott those White House press. That This is great news and all of us love it, uh, but they have to do more than just consider boycotting the White House. They have to do it. Do it. Do this for the American people and do this for your country.
right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome welcome back to the George Wilder Jr. Show. A little musical break there. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we're just about off the air. We've got about three more minutes left into the show or whatever. Um, thanks for tuning into the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. Thanks for being a part of it. And we still have to take back our country. We will not really have our country back until Donald Trump is out of our White House. There is no doubt about that. We need to get this man out or he's going to take us out. And he's not bullshitting. He's going to take us out if we don't do it to him first. So, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there, you listen to me, they read what I write and say, you know, that they don't like it or they do like it. It doesn't matter to me. But I am all about getting a goon, this thug, this criminal. Because he is as corrupt as hell. He's more corrupt than that. He's a bully. He's a bully. He's a, he's a, you know, I mean, he excites hate. I mean, you know, I'm just hoping that the Democrats do the right thing and get this asshole out of office. Let's hope Mueller comes up with something that would not only get him out of out of office, but lead, lead his ass out of there in prison chains. This man is crazy. He's a loon. He's a nit. Uh, he is everything, all of that, and he's totally unfit to be president. Uh, he's the worst thing ever. You know, and you still have these people in government who are kissing his ass. They're afraid of him. I don't know why. He's a bully and a coward and a stink ass. That's all Donald Trump is. Yeah, I don't like him. I never did like him. A lot of people say the same thing. They they never liked him. But I never wanted Donald Trump to fail as a uh, president. I mean, when he was somehow he won the uh, the office. I never wanted him to be a failure, but, you know, he took that up on his own, you know. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Make sure you join me next week. We should have a slew of guests on the show. If not, then, you know, we'll just do it solo, which I always enjoy doing anyway. So um, have a great weekend. Have a great evening. Have a great morning, wherever you might find yourself listening to this podcast after it's over. And uh, remember to always click to follow the show. Always check out my books and stories on Amazon. Some good stuff there. And we're going to say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We're out of here. Um, stay safe. Stay warm. Um, stay positive. Stay up because we still have more work to do in getting our country back. Take care, everybody. And thanks for listening. And thanks for your time. Bye-bye. Heaven help the child who never had a home. Heaven help the girl who walks the streets alone. Heaven help the road. Bombs begin to fall Heaven help the black man If he struggles one more day Heaven help the white man If he turns back